1: What's up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life.
0: This is the podcast where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so that you can know what it's really like to live life on the road.
1: And this week it is that time of the month where we bring you the news.
0: Yeah, so we've got a couple of very exciting van life-related news articles for you. Some really good ones this month, I think. But first, let's do an update from the road.
1: Especially because we missed last week. We're so sorry that we missed one week of this podcast. We always try to bring you all the information that we can every single week. But sometimes life just catches up to us. And this last week, it caught up to us.
0: If you guys don't know, we're doing nine countries in nine months right now. So we left the United States in the beginning of May. And we have been traveling south, south, south. Through Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, and tomorrow actually we're gonna be crossing the border into Costa Rica for our sixth country. And can I mean, it's a lot.
1: Can you believe that it's already been like what? At least six months.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a time. Has it been six months already? May, June, July, August, September, October. November. November. Seven months. Yeah.
1: Damn it's the 18th too right? That's exactly seven months. Wow. Since we crossed. It's kind of crazy to think that we've made it this far south. A lot of people were scared about Nicaragua. We can tell you that it's been pretty freaking amazing and there's no reason to be scared when you're doing this type of adventure. Sure your nerves might be a little bit out out of whack and you know there's going to be some type of things that you come into during a trip like this that I'm going to feel a little uncomfortable just because you don't even speak the language.
0: Yeah, it's definitely challenged us a lot more. I feel like our first two-plus years of van life in North America prepared us for life down here. I don't know if I would have wanted to do it first thing right away. I don't know. It's kind of like, do you want to get thrown into the frying pan and just, like, figure it out? Or do you want to have, like, a really strong foundation of, like, how you travel, how you enjoy traveling? You know, how your van works, how you work in the van, like, all these things before you come down. Because I feel like, I don't know, going back to van life in North America is probably going to feel so easy and simple and, like...
1: also very expensive at the same time.
0: Yes, but compared to life down here in terms of, like, finding things and just... there feels like there's this, like, whole other layer of, like, hustle and movement and energy and, you know, it's just... It's a different ball game in Mexico and Central America than it is in Canada and the United States.
1: Most definitely is. And with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the news. The news would say things like, "Oh, don't go there like you'll get killed" or like, "Oh, they only show you the bad parts about Central America, Mexico, and, you know, the the countries that are they don't necessarily want you to travel to.
0: Well, and also there's, I mean, the more we're down here, the more we're learning about, like, the politics and things like that because, I don't know, I feel like in North America the United States, we don't get a lot of news from down here that's not looking at it from the vantage point of, like, it's dangerous to go there or, like, uh, you know, this government is corrupt and, you know, these people are doing bad things. So it's interesting. Are they all? Oh, who knows? But anyways, it's interesting to hear it from like the locals' point of view, based on, you know, what we hear in the States versus what they feel here. And obviously everybody's opinions are different. You could ask, you know, two Americans what they think about American politics and they would have completely different answers.
1: I can tell you what though, the citizens, the people in places like this are very similar to you and I. They're just regular people. That want good conversation and people to be friendly and to make enough money to be able to take care of their family.
0: Yeah. And we've not had any trouble at all with people with, um, you know, getting robbed or getting held up or, you know, like literally nothing bad. Knock on wood has happened to us since we've been down here, Uh, minus the fact that our van has been put to the absolute test and it's so stressful. It
1: has been stressful. I will say, too, though, that we've learned how to drive Olive a little bit better as well, while well, we. I have. <laughs> and and there's certain conditions and certain situations that no matter what you're going to do, you're going to get stuck with a front-wheel drive vehicle. You know, it's I love the Promaster, and it's great, but and it's especially it's great in North America. And well, I feel like I was You don't just... have to worry. We never got stuck in, like, the two years of traveling in North America, once where some friends pulled us out, but realistically, we probably could have got out of that situation if we really wanted to. They just wanted
0: to use the winch and, yeah. like, see how to take it out of the box. And we know? were
1: excited to see them, too, so we were like, all right, yeah, come pull us out, you know? So it, it's just funny, like, you, your rig definitely gets tested more in places like this because the roads or the pitches of places may be different. Like, if the pitch of the place... If it was the United States, they'd be like, oh, you can't have more than a 16% grade. Where here they'll have places that are like 30% grades, you know, and it just makes it to where some of these vehicles just don't have the power or the, like, the proper structured uh, leading up to the leading
0: pitch. Leading up
1: to the pitch, so because you, you'll make it if you have grip and grit.
0: And a, and a runway to get there. Correct. But if you have like a 90 degree turn with a giant pothole right before you have to charge up a huge hill, good luck.
1: Thank you, Ometepe.
0: <laughs> so that's actually why we missed our podcast last week. We were on an island in a lagoon in Nicaragua. A, not a
1: lagoon, a lake. A lago. A lago, yeah. A lagoon would be like a smaller The
0: other one is the lagoon. This one was the lago. Anyways, it was um, a beautiful place, a beautiful island. We took Olive on a ferry there, and we were kind of going around the island. I will say, in almost all of Central America and Mexico, the main roads are beautiful. Like, the highways are great. Everything is like, it's just when you get off the main roads that things start to get
1: tricky. To find out what we really thought about Ometepe, you're gonna have to come over and sign up for our Patreon. You can sign up at any level that you would like, but the lowest level is $3. For less than a latte, you can sign up and learn more about van life and what everybody's up to on the road. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I would be scared of me too. I'm to Steal Your Girl, here. Oh right, my huh? God, okay. All right, we're getting off of this topic and we're
0: gonna dive into our first article here if you guys remember in our last news update, uh, we talked about the new transit trail that was being offered and so uh, it's officially on the market. It's basically an empty van that has like some upgrades and like more off-road beefiness and I think they also sell kits that you can purchase uh, to build out the inside of your van but they have more rivets and things like that. like more anchor spots in the frame so that you can, like, easily build stuff inside of it. Um, But so this is basically just an update to let you know the price.
1: So the price of this van for the 2023 Ford Transit Trail is $65,975 plus $1,795 in delivery fees. So you're talking almost seventy dollars just for this rig. I mean, it is going to have some of the lighting setups already on there. It's going to have the fan, I think, already comes no? I in, think no? that's
0: an upgrade.
1: So, yeah, the, the, they that's can like do an upgrade. That's, like, for the basic
0: everything. And then, like, um, you can add extra. So you can, like, add better lights. You can add um, the fan. But so then that would actually increase the price of the vehicle. I think it said
1: it comes in overhead space. Like where the yeah. driving area and um, And the seats. And the seats I mean, how could you sell a vehicle seat, without seats? One seat that swivels around.
0: Oh um, that's the thing. Mm.
1: I mean, but like you're talking about what does a f- transit go for? Is it like it's like a fifty five thousand dollar vehicle, correct? So if it's fifty five K, then they've just made over ten K, you know, that they said that they threw on it. And which you could probably do all that stuff for like maybe two.
0: Yeah, I don't know know. what the
1: prices are anymore because we've been away from the states for so long that it feels like that, like I don't know, like we're off on the sense of like inflation compared to the price type thing.
0: (laughs) But so, this is a really interesting number. It says about 140,000 Americans live full time in vans, recreational vehicles, or boats. Yeah, so 140,000 Americans. And that figure is up thirty eight percent in the last three years. Yeah,
1: so that was in two thousand nineteen when they pulled that number. So it's been it's like almost two hundred and eighty thousand people. If it's up almost fifty percent. Right? That would be two hundred and eighty thousand people living full time in either vans, recreation vehicles or boats.
0: Which is funny because I mean that sounds like it's it's a big number, but it's also a really small number. When you think about like how many people actually live in America for there to be less than a million people living full time in a van or recreational yeah. vehicle, but also I don't know, like who, like mm, I don't know if I would tell the Census Bureau that I was living full time in a van. I
1: Do you mean, know what I mean? I'm sure that they know that we live full time in a van if. They just, like, look online.
0: But, like, I would give them what our address is in the United States. I don't think I would give them... Do just, I don't think I would say, like, mm, I live in a van. But maybe this 140000 is more, like, people who live full-time in trailer parks. Maybe. Or, like, some kind of uh, facility like that where it's more of, like, like a full-time, like, location for your vehicle. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, it does make sense. It says it's off road ready.
0: Ah, uh, the offer has three configurations: medium, high roof, and extended high roof. So I wonder if that price that they're giving
1: extended length high high roof. So I want but maybe that's rear end height.
0: But is that price that we read for the medium roof?
1: I it said does it say starts at? Because if yeah, starts, starts at, at all.
0: Oh, kick me in the nuts.
1: Well, medium roof though would still be probably six foot two at least. You it think? would be the size of this. Yeah, because okay. it's the tallest van in all of the conversion vans uh, that we know. Like The
0: transit is. The transit
1: is but the tallest. But so then, van. if
0: you wanted the high roof extended, you're probably looking at another like 10 plus thousand I think thousand you could dollars. be six,
1: seven and stand in that. I think that's the idea of that. Right.
0: But I'm just saying, in terms of the price of this, yep. You're definitely going to be looking at. They all a lot use.
1: More. They all use a three point five liter EcoBoost six uh, V six engine, uh, doing three hundred and ten horsepower at four hundred pounds of torque, and to a ten speed automatic transmission um, uh, powertrain, already available on the twenty twenty three Transit. So the one great thing that I love about that is the ten speed automatic transmission, which gives you better torque. And um, opportunity to be able to drive. It has a standard uh, all-wheel drive. Um, so with five selectable drive modes, they have like a normal, an eco, a mud, and ruts, and a tow haul, and a slippery. So like you could you could put it on mud and rut, I guess, and that hopefully will help you. Maybe that allows it to pick which tires are like stuck and not spin them, and then allow the other ones to move to get you out. I'm guessing. Um, and it sits uh, 3.5 inches higher than the standard Transit for significantly improved ground clearance. So they do have a lift kit on it. Yeah. Um, so they they come with a lift kit. They come with lights. These modifications should make this Transit Trail more capable off-road than the unimproved Transit cargo van.
0: And you can upgrade your gas tank from 25 to 31, so another extra money. So I think I mean the van is cool mm-hmm. for sure. Not saying that it's not cool, it's got a black grill, it's got like... Skid
1: plates. You know,
0: like all the cool looking stuff. But you're still getting an empty cargo van that you still need to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. So you still need to build a house in it.
1: So you're talking about, like, at least 70K.
0: And the optional roof vents. So you have to pay more for the max air fan to be installed.
1: And this is also without, like, um, any APR or anything involved in it. Yeah,
0: well. none of your local taxes or none. anything like that.
1: So you're talking at least 70K just to get into this van so I'm without sh- a build.
0: I'm sure there is a market for this. Yeah, of course. Obviously.
1: You're going to see a ton of them on the road soon.
0: For sure. And if... Ford Transit wants to send us one for free. Would I would a thousand percent. I'd
1: love to outfit it. Be
0: happy to drive in it. But I think for us, in terms of like how we live van life, the reason that we picked the ProMaster was because it was the least expensive of the new cargo vans that people choose to outfit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the ProMaster is one of the more popular vans for building out a van. I do like that it's wide. And it still has the height, obviously not like super tall height, but you know it's it's boxier, which is nice as well. So it's more of like a square build. Obviously, it's still a van, so nothing I, is square.
1: I do like the aspect of the fact that they are providing you know some of the things and thinking about the van lifer. You know yes. they they are actually taking one step forward and saying you know what this is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle people are living, and like we're cool with it. You know what I right. mean? Like it's a that's a step in the right direction in a sense. Yeah, right? and
0: they're not just saying, "Oh, these are Amazon trucks, these are delivery trucks, these are work trucks." Correct. These are also trucks that people turn into houses. Yeah, and they and live part time cool or
1: full time or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So good step in the right direction, but perhaps a little bit tone deaf when it comes to our next article. So there's a couple, actually, I think two articles that we're going to talk about today that are about the housing crisis, both of them are from Canada, interestingly enough.
1: Well, they've had a lot of inflation in Canada, especially when it comes to, like, Airbnb rentals and things like that. Uh, They have taken away the ability for the person to be able to rent a home for a fair price uh, for what their job may be.
0: In some places. Yeah. Yeah, it's some places it's harder to have an Airbnb, but they do that in the States as well. Um, in terms of like different counties making rules, I for, think it's kind
1: of all over North America,
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, but so this article, you're crushing my hair. Um, this article in particular is from the Globe and Global News. It's oh my gosh, I need an app, yeah. Ad offering van with perks for $999 a month in Vancouver vanishes from Craigslist.
1: So, but there's a reason why it vanishes. The, the reason why this title is the way it is is because of Vancouver and this particular area and the type of uh, laws that they have in place. That way, you like, you can't do something like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even think you're really technically supposed to do things like this in general. This is actually one of the problems in L.A. where they have those rows and rows and rows of busted, broken-down RVs. And it's actually, like, slum landlords renting out the shitty RVs to people who can't afford an apartment.
1: But who's to say that this is a shitty RV? I'm
0: just saying that...
1: It, are it's they, a problem. Are they getting electrical hookup? Are they getting water and plumbing and able to use a shower and all these things? Like, from what it says, you know, this was actually a very unique and good way of doing it, I think.
0: So let's talk about the ad. So basically, this human is listing their van, which kind of looks like an Econo line with a raised roof. Would you say I'm right about that?
1: Yeah, pretty much Chevy. No, Chevy G20 with a raised roof is what it looks like to me. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, so kind of like a older conversion. I don't know what the inside looks like. But anyways, for $999 a month, you can live in this van. You would be parked um, basically in front of a condo building that it seems like the Lister lives in the condo building and has an arrangement with the people at the condo building so that the person renting the vehicle in spot number 15 um, could use the gym and the bathroom and the shower 24 hours a day. And the sauna. Yeah, so you would have like a fob to go into the building, but then you would come out and you would sleep and live in the van in the parking lot.
1: So we had this vehicle listed, and it seems like the county or the area was not okay with it, immediately took down the listing and then uh, proceeded to actually go and send somebody out to make sure nobody was living in this van uh, for legal issues.
0: Yeah, so I think it's dealing, this is a quote, dealing with a number of legal issues, not only with land use, but also with ICBC and insurance. It's ambiguous at this point. Um, so basically they're saying that, like, the bylaw is that... The area, which is a parking spot, is zoned for parking and not zoned for residential use. So they're claiming that like living in your vehicle would make it residential use. Well, I don't know about that, but anyways, so basically, it's like illegal to live in your van in this parking lot. And so the bylaw officers were gonna go check it out. Um, but so basically, it speaks to a larger issue. Vancouver has one of the most expensive real estate markets in all of Canada, if not the most, like probably Vancouver, Toronto are like competing for the most expensive, mm. ludicrous real estate Basically prices. like New York,
1: California.
0: A hundred percent. So obviously people are looking for more affordable options, but the idea that an affordable option is paying a thousand dollars a month to live in a van in a parking spot. That
1: just tells you it's not affordable to live there.
0: Absolutely not. Like, if that's, that's got to be what the cheapest listing, What's I'm average,
1: sure. what's like an average rental in Vancouver?
0: I don't know. You'd have to Google it.
1: Yeah. Where's your, let me see. Go ahead.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. So a couple of times in this article, they're like, we don't know if this is a joke or if this is real. Like, mm-hmm. is this a joke? Or is this, like, a real posting? Was this a prank? And I'm like, I don't think it's a prank. Because, honestly, if I had a van sitting in my driveway and I could be making $1,000 a month by having somebody live in it while I'm paying to probably two or $3,000 a month to live in the apartment building next door and my van's just sitting there empty, like, duh, to sell the van, like, maybe this van would get you, I don't know, maybe 10 grand max. So if you have a renter living in your van for 10 months,
1: you've more than made. So the average price as of November 12, 2022 to for a one bedroom apartment in Vancouver BC is $2,488. This is an 18% increase compared to the previous year. Wow. That's ridiculous.
0: That's a lot. And so the other thing this article or the next article talks about is that usually when you're renting a place, you have to prove that you have at least double, if not triple the income to be able to rent the property. Right. Because they want to make sure that you have at least that much money to be able to pay for it. And you're not going to be like struggling to make your payment every month.
1: Uh, And that price that I told you was actually for northern Vancouver. Vancouver itself is $2,589, which is the second priciest market. Yeah, that's that's, uh, kind of wild.
0: Yeah, so note to self, we're not moving to
1: Vancouver. If you wanted a three-bedroom, it's $4,163.
0: See, like, you have to be double income, I feel like, to be living in places like this, because... Or like have roommates and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's just it's so expensive.
1: I mean, even if you were making like forty dollars an hour, you still would be like barely scratching by after taxes and stuff.
0: Yeah. So anyways, it's just funny that the the people like writing for the global news are like, is this a prank? I don't get it. Like, why why would they post this? It doesn't seem real.
1: I'm sorry, I was doing some math for, like, if you made $40 an hour, eight hours a day, five days a week, you'd only make $1,600 a week. Times that by four, where you at? Yeah. Six grand? Minus
0: taxes, minus, you know, all the other things that come out of it. You
1: can just cover your rent, that's it.
0: Yeah, so... This person says it's a there's a sizable population of people in Vancouver who are struggling to find affordable, adequate housing.
1: Which means that eventually you're going to lose people for jobs.
0: Yeah, or so, the jobs have to start paying more. I mean, that's...
1: Yeah, but then all that does is raise and increase the other stuff.
0: Right, like the prices of everything goes up. Correct. It's like a vicious cycle. I don't know what the answer is, but I think that living in a van is a really good answer to this. Or, like, making it more legal and making it more um, socially acceptable to live in your van in places like this. Because then you could actually work at these jobs and, you know, be able to afford to live in the city. You know, like, I think there's been a couple articles about ski towns and things like that where, like, it's impossible to be a worker in a ski town and live in a ski town.
1: Also, it's almost hard to live in a ski town in general because the ticket for admission to at least go on the lift is, like, over $200 a lift ticket in the States now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you'd have to be, like, working at the mountain, I mean, or something like that. That's
1: it. It's the only way to get a pass that, that like, makes it worthwhile.
0: So this is the next article. It's from the halifaxexaminer.ca. I don't know how we ended up with so many Canadian uh, articles. But anyways, it's called Halifax Woman Living in the van, Living the van Life Gets a Closer Look at the Housing Crisis in the City. So this woman um, chose van life. Um, she just finished uh, filming a documentary about her nephew who died from a fentanyl overdose, which is a very scary thing going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Fentanyl is super scary. If you
1: are going to do drugs, do them responsibly.
0: Well, it's so hard to even do them responsibly because you don't know who you're getting them from. Like, I don't know. It's I. It's a scary. time. I'm glad that I grew up in know the in the early two thousands when fentanyl didn't exist. Yeah. Anyways, um, so basically, she had kind of been planning this for a long time, and then, some. Read this word. She got renovicted.
1: What does that even I mean? I think that
0: means that her landlord decided to renovate, and so she got evicted. Huh. Renovicted. Is that even allowed? I don't know. It seems like a weird... I've never seen that word before.
1: She lived there for decades.
0: And then she got renovicted. So, wow. That's fun wild. times. But anyway, so she wanted to travel Canada um, and do all this stuff, so... She was like happy. Her grandkids are there. She doesn't look like it, but she's fifty four years old. Yeah, she looks younger. And um, so, anyway, she was like stoked to move into the van, but it wasn't quite right. She had to do some fixes, make it more to her liking. Very common when you first move into a van that you're gonna have some bumps, some you know settling in, and some like changing
1: that. of some things that makes it more like for you.
0: And so, she's actually still works at a hospital. Um, And so on those days, she parks on a side street near the hospital um, and then has this whole routine of getting in and out of the van and safety first, things like that. She's also traveled a lot in Central America. um, So she knows, you know, how to be safe in her van. Um, But again, she does. She's 56 years old. She doesn't want to rent a room from somebody, doesn't want roommates uh, and finds it very unfair that she doesn't make enough money in her job to rent a place in the city where she's worked For the last 30 years as a healthcare worker, because a lot of the places require you to have, like, 3x the income. Yeah. So, living in a van is the affordable solution for her to be able to work and live in the city of Halifax.
1: She also said she didn't get a raise when they hiked, like, didn't get a raise when the province hiked the wages of the CCAs. That's because the CCA wages are capped, and some of the CCAs, like uh, like Smith are at the top of the scale, so they saw nothing of it from the increase.
0: So inflation has gone up, like, 12%, and her salary has gone up zero (laughs) dollars.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah, so anyways, what's interesting about this is that, so as she's been, like, living in her van, um, she's parking in these different parking lots, and she's noticing other people sleeping in their cars. So most of these folks are in cars, not vans. And there's one man who's been living out of his SUV for months, another older couple spending their nights in their car. Um, and each day the old man holds up a sheet so his wife can change before she climbs into the back seat to go to sleep.
1: Ah, that's so sad. it's
0: it's super sweet in a way and like loving, but also incredibly sad that like you could get to that age of your life and just have no where
1: to go. But what's crazy is like you don't realize, like she says here, you don't realize how many people... To
0: find out more about the housing crisis and how van life can help, come on over to our Patreon to listen to this full episode ad-free. Not only are you supporting us at FNA Van Life, but you're also joining a community of like-minded people who think that van life is the wave of the future. It's our home, it's our safe place, it's our refuge from the world, it's where we come to at the end of the day to relax and Mm -hmm. reset and you know everybody deserves that and so whether that's you know a car or a $300,000 rig you know what's the difference
1: yeah for sure and like that's half the reason why we do what we do is not only to get out information to you guys but also at the same time be able to make a living while we do it you know so we're fortunate enough that We've figured out a platform and a way to speak to people that you know are sim- have similar thoughts and feelings or are just very interested in this type of lifestyle or just enjoy Alex and I as people. And uh, this is how we figured out to do it. And doing the podcast and making the YouTube videos and doing all the things that we do allow us to be able to stay on the road. And if you guys love that, make sure to join the Patreon because this is how you're going to be able to listen to the rest of this article as well. <laughs> and uh, we have this next article that's coming up, and it's about a couple that ditches their corporate life to dive to drive around the world, and here's how they pay for it.
0: This, okay, we're going to bring the mood up, because this I feel is a like... It's laughing stock, though. This is a super ridiculous article. Some really crackpot reporting by CNBC.com. Um... Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so, this couple.
1: We're not talking about the couple being ridiculous. We're just saying the way the article is written is ridiculous. I
0: love them. But so, okay, the guy. It's a heterosexual couple. The guy absolutely hated his first job after graduating college. He stood there for three months, and then he quit.
1: He's 28 years old.
0: He just graduated college. His first job, three months in, he quit. His girlfriend just finished university where they met and they decided to start traveling. So literally the name of the article is that the couple ditched the corporate life
1: they to drive around the world. They he didn't literally even
0: do corporate He worked life. in a corporate job for 3 months and she just graduated school.
1: The reason why we find this funny is cuz Alex and I worked in the corporate lifestyle for 10 years each. That... Before quitting.
0: That's the corporate life. Not to compare. You know, you did three months of absolutely the worst job in the world. In the office environment.
1: What? The worst job for him in the world.
0: Oh, my God. I can't believe. Right? So, I'm just... The privilege. The Oh, my God. I can't. So, literally, right out of the gate, I'm like, what the frig is... What? Who wrote this? Okay. Okay, Natalie. What you got? Bring it. So... They decided that instead of, like, you know, going into the corporate life, you know, instead of of going to the the social pressure to settle into corporate jobs, they're going to backpack South America.
1: Which, hey, kudos to you. Go for it. Go for it. I think everybody should have the uh, opportunity and the ability or the want to travel you know, South America, Central America, the whole world, the whole world, if you can, Thailand, wherever it is that you decide you want to go. We think that's amazing and you should do it. And they were up for like uh, they were camping overnight in amazing rainforest in the Amazon rainforest. They went paragliding in Bolivia. They surfed in Peru. They've they've done all these amazing things. You know, they went to the amazing falls in Argentina
0: but you know what they didn't do?
1: Huh? Live the corporate life. Ah, they didn't do
0: that. <laughs> I'm just saying. If that's what the channel of the article is. So anyways, their money ran out, obviously. So they started doing freelance copywriting to make ends meet. Uh, they were making about 1000 to $1,500 per month. Online copywriting can be a great way to make money. So if you're looking for, you know, here's another example. Another article that we actually decided to not include was about a woman who basically... Um, She does like uh, she posts sexy pictures of herself on Instagram, and then has an OnlyFans, and that's how she's paying for life on the road. So you know, adult
1: entertainment.
0: There's there's many different ways to earn money to stay on the road, but so basically that you know thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month was enough for them to travel around Southeast Asia for eighteen months, which is sick.
1: But just like every other travel uh, traveler bam, COVID hits and they can't backpack anymore and they're forced to come back to the States and decide to build out a van to the travel. So
0: basically when COVID hit also, their income, like they say, it went off of a cliff. So everything dried up. Um, their blog wasn't making any money. They're not getting any money from this copywriting stuff. Um, And then so they spent several months living with family in Northern Ireland and England. And then they decided to embark on this new project that Frank was mentioning, a custom built out van.
1: Oh, so they didn't even come back to the States. They went, they... They're not from... Oh, I thought they were. Sorry. I don't think so. I had that mistaken because I saw a San Francisco bridge.
0: Yeah. Uh, But so anyways... They built out what looks like a very nice van. It's,
1: it looks like a Fiat Ducati.
0: Yeah, so that's like the Pro Masters. Um, Let me see. It, to add like European cousin. Yes. So it's a very nice van. They kitted it out. It's got a kitchen, it's got a bed, it's got a nice fridge. It said two beds. And so now their route is basically many, many years 2001, 2002, 2003. They're going from in
1: 2003, 2001, 2021, <laughs> 2022,
0: 2023. They're, they're time Oof.
1: traveling. Holy shit. Back to the beginning of the decade. I mean, the good part is, is COVID didn't happen yet.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, basically, they're going to do Europe um, in 2021. Then they're shipping to the United States. How do they and do Canada. this? One? I don't know, buddy. They're going from the UK
1: all the way to Alaska. In well one so, shot?
0: No, they. I think that's the time.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. So they
0: went from New York that's to hilarious. Alaska in basically a year. That's
1: super fast Then travel. down
0: to um, Mexico, and then down through um, South America, and then they're gonna go up uh, to Japan. So in 2024, they'll be backpacking across uh, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, S- Uzbekistan. So let me Turkey. ask you a question.
1: If their money dried up on them, how are they affording this?
0: You know what, Frank? The article doesn't say.
1: What like, what is the point of this article? Like how are they paying for it? You're supposed to tell me how they're paying. The for literal
0: it. title of the article is here's how they're paying for it. <laughs> so they they told us how <laughs> they paid for it at the very beginning and then they said they can't pay for it that way anymore and then somehow magically they pulled enough money out of their asses to custom build a van and travel around the entire globe for the next 4 years
1: i mean they were definitely making way more than 1000 to 1500 on those posts if uh i just I mean, on the copyright stuff
0: i can't tell you because the crackpot journalists at cnbc Did not include that in the article at all. Then the article goes into some tips for the best and worst parts of van life. My 10 pairs of shoes can't fit.
1: Oh, man, that is a big problem. Wow.
0: You can be parked in the middle of nowhere. And
1: seven coats.
0: <laughs> Why the hell do you have seven coats? She can't because they live in a van.
1: You only really need one to three coats. It can max. become
0: very lonely if you're not incredibly sociable. Sometimes Instagram paints a picture of van life.
1: Let me that's ask you that's not you this. true. If you're not social if you're not sociable, like if you don't like to speak to other people, wouldn't you want to be alone? I don't know, man.
0: So they don't spend more than $2,000 a year on van maintenance. Great, because they bought a pretty new van that doesn't require a lot of maintenance. Also, what
1: happens when they do have a major issue? That, I... number, that number goes way up really fast. Sure, but,
0: you know, don't worry. They can cover it with their uh, imaginary jobs that don't exist.
1: To find out exactly how this couple is making money on the road, Come join our Patreon. It is the easiest way to make sure that we can continue making these podcasts. We would love to continue to make them for you, but we need your support. So come on over and support us.
0: Yeah, for sure. And here, I feel like, too, because it is so hot a lot of the times, it's just nice to have, like, an outdoor shower or, you know, when you're at the beach and then you can just come and, like, you know, lay around outside in your bathing suit and, like, lay in someone else's hammock and rinse off in the shower and I think also a lot of the like prime real estate down here has been monopolized already so like the nice places where you want to go somebody already owns that and so you kind of have to like pay for the privilege of being there
1: so we're going to wrap this one up guys we appreciate you all listening Um let us know what your favorite article was let us know how much you've enjoyed this podcast, throw us a comment we normally share like a favorite comment but we've been so busy that We haven't pulled one up. Um, So next week we will definitely be sharing a you know favorite comment that we got from the week. So please throw us a message. Give us a five-star review if you really enjoyed this podcast. If you didn't, we're sorry. But you got pretty far if you're hearing me say this right now.
0: (laughs) And if you really hated it, leave a one-star review and let us know why. And then we'll do our best to make it better.
1: And if there is something that you want to hear in the podcast, please let us know. You can hit us up in the DM on Instagram. We're also FNA Van Life there, as well as on YouTube. You can go check out the videos if you've never seen them before. Also, FNA Van Life on that platform as well.
0: And we hope that everybody out there has an FNA day.
1: Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right.